0: Put it all away. I was trying. I was working on it. And here I was. I was speaking about glut. you know, eating too much. And, and you know, that was terrible to do it on a potluck day, wasn't it? Oh, my. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. We're just going to read one verse today and uh, consider this, this portion of Scripture. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we can uh, glorify you in our heart and our life, and I pray, Lord, that that would be our desire. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to grow. Lord, we need to grow as Christians to become more mature, to understand more how you want us to live and how uh, to please you. And, Father, as we study thy word, it gives us instruction and help and, Lord, I do pray that you would just open our eyes, our hearts, to what you have for us today. We we'll thank you and praise you. Now, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. A group of tourists were traveling in a picturesque village, and they walked by an old man who was sitting by a by the uh, beside a fence. And they were trying to patronize him, and they said they asked him a question and said, "Were any great men born in the village?" And the old man replied, nope, only babies. (laughs) You know, kind of like, you know, a person is not a great person when they're born. It's what happens with their life after they're born. You say, well, pastor, I like, you know, the royalty and all of that. Uh, You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a great person. Uh, And, you know, every person who is born again, Belie- uh, as a born again believer starts as a baby. It doesn't matter whether you're six years old or you're sixty years old. You all, we all, when we receive Christ as our Savior, we start off as a baby. And uh, a baby Christian uh, who has been saved for forty years and is still acting like a baby—it's pretty sad. God expects us to grow in our Christian walk and our Christian life uh, until we learn to. To, to dig into the meat of God's word for ourselves, we will never grow. Uh, a lot of people say, well, pastor, I, you know, I just, I just kind of look at my Bible whenever. Uh, you're not going to grow much as a Christian. You won't. It's when you get into the word of God, you dig into the word of God, you study the word of God for yourself, that, and you apply the principles that you begin to grow. If you were to, to evaluate your Christian life, your Christian walk right now, in the light of what God has said in his word, one being low, and ten being, you know, you're a, a Christian following what God has said. What would you, how would you rate your Christian life right now? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but think about it a moment. One is, boy, well, I just, you know, I, yeah, I know Jesus loves me, and that's all. But ten is, God shared a lot of things with me, and and I've, I'm applying all of those things. The pastor, you know what? I, will, I apply them all. I hope so. Um, you know, I've been saved for a, years, a few years. I'm, I'm, about seven, I'm about seven maybe or eight, I think, maybe. Lord really knows. You say, well, Pastor, you should be 100%. Well, that's all nice and fine and dandy, but I know my heart better than you know my heart. And I know where I want to be. I want to be a 10 all the time. But I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And if I don't keep my flesh under control, guess what? It would it would take me in a different direction. so and all of us we all have battles in this area of our Christian life trying to trying to follow what the Lord, uh, Lord says as we talk about this. you know uh, what type of a relationship do you have with the Savior? Is it a need- type relationship with God or is it a want type relationship with God? A need type you say, well what's that? Well I only come to the, I only come to God, to seek for guidance when tragedy strikes or some bad thing happens. That's the only time when I need him at that very moment because everything's falling apart. That's when I come to the Lord. Or is it a want type of relationship? I desire, I crave to be with the Lord. There's a desire to be in the Lord's presence every day. There's a desire to to hear him speak to us on on an everyday basis. Is your just a need type desire or is it a want? There's a difference. There's a difference. And, uh, you know, there are those who get saved and they go back to live the old way that they were before they were saved. Well, they prayed and they asked Jesus to be their Savior and they made that decision, but there's not really been a change in their life. There's not been any, any difference. Uh, they go to a liberal church. I'm okay, you're okay. And that's, you'll hear people talk about modernism. That's what modernism is. I'm okay, you're okay, so. Let's just, uh, you know, we get together and church is really a social club. That's all it is. Uh, it's, not, it's not a preaching of the word of God. Uh, they never get in involved in a good Bible preaching church. They, uh, they're content to sit on the sidelines and be a spectator rather than be a participant. Can I tell you something? If you are a person who sits back as a spectator, you won't grow very much as a Christian. You won't. It's only when you become a participant in the things of God that you will grow. Uh, just sitting back and watching other people do uh, do the work of God, you're not going to grow much. It's only when you get involved and get in, get into it. Uh, there are the, there's um, uh, the, the, the folk that are that type that want to be a spectator rather than a participant, they, they're they never instructed uh, in the word of God so they become ignorant of what the Lord expects. You know, if you're not instructed in the word of God, you're not hearing what God says, you're not going to grow because Somebody said, ignorance is bliss. Well, that's what the world says, but that's not true. Ignorance is ignorance. And the word of God makes wise the simple. Uh, God doesn't want, in fact, Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. God does not want you to be an ignorant person. He wants you to be a person who knows what's right, who does what's right, because it's right to do. And that's what God desires. God expects a change to occur in our life and for us to be constantly growing once we're saved. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And it's the idea of becoming new. God is changing. God is working in our life. Romans 12.1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That renewing is a daily renewing, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, maturity comes with being able to prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. You can know what God's will is for your life. A lot of Christians say, well, I don't know what God's will is. You can know it. You find it in the word of God. God tells us, God shares with us what his will is, and you can put it to the test and find out what God's will is for your life. How does uh, this change take place? Can we really have a growing relationship with God? He so, said, Pastor, you know, I used to grow when I was a, a child, but I haven't grown much as an adult. Folks, that's your fault. It's not that God's Word is not true, it's not that God's Word doesn't apply, it's that what we do with God's Word, which makes a difference. And so today we want to consider, just for the next few minutes, um, can we have that growing relationship with God? Well, notice, first of all, there's a work required if we're going to grow in the Lord. There is a work required if we are going to grow in the Lord. 2 Peter 3.18, notice these words. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're to grow in grace. That word grow, it's an interesting word. It means to, to grow, to increase, to become greater. And that particular word is what they call in the present imperative active. You say, well, what in the world does all that mean? Uh, you know, I just, I think of grow. Well, it's in the present tense. You're to grow right now. You're to be growing as a Christian. Um, Some used to grow. When they first got saved, maybe you can remember when you first got saved, you asked Jesus to be your Savior, and man, everything seemed exciting, and the things of God seemed to be real and crisp and fresh, and and whatever God taught you from the Word, it was like, wow, I can't get enough of it. I, that's why I like to be around new Christians. You want to you keep a, a vibrant and alive around uh, as a Christian as you grow older? Hey, lead somebody to Christ and then teach them the word of God. And it's amazing. As they get the principles of God's word and they start growing in grace, it's like, wow, the lights come on and I want to keep on going for the Lord. The only thing I find is this. There are not a lot of people who want to do that anymore. The closer we come to the time of Jesus coming back, uh, we're, I'm, we're finding more and more people that don't want to do that. They want to live the old life. They want Jesus, but they want to live the old life. But folks, can I tell you something? There are still people who want to hear the gospel and want to follow Jesus Christ. They don't know it yet, but when the Holy Spirit comes inside and they get saved, there's a desire, there's a hunger for knowing more about the Lord Jesus Christ um, Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling these believers that, Christ, that the Christian life is not to be past history. It's to be current events. When people talk about their, give their testimony, well, when I was a child, God was doing some great things. So what is God doing in your heart and life lately? Well, not very much. Wait a minute, hold on a second. God wants, what he, what's he doing now? God said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that worketh in us. God doesn't stop working with us when we get, once we get saved and we're in our 50s and 60s. God can cause us to be fruitful until he takes us home. Notice, turn with me back to, to 2 Peter chapter 1. Notice what he says, 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse number 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness... God's given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, godly that's godly character, and to virtue knowledge, the knowledge of God's word, and, uh, and to knowledge... Temperance, that's self-control. And to temperance, patience. That's that idea of endurance. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What what does God say? If these things be in you, these things that he's talking about right here, as you're applying these things, you will be fruitful. You will be fruitful. Hey, you can be a fruitful. It doesn't, doesn't stop when you get to a certain age. You can be fruitful till Jesus comes. You can be fruitful till Jesus comes. Because God is working in you. God is, is helping you. God's in, in, imper- uh, God is doing his will in your life. It's in the present, uh, present tense, but it's in the imperative mode. That means it's a command. Grow in grace. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's a command to be followed. You know, to, when we think about the Ten Commandments, someone has said that people have changed the Ten Commandments to being the Ten Suggestions. You say, well, what, what does that mean? Well, uh, if you want to do it, then you can, but if you don't, ha- don't want to follow, that, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's a, that's a suggestion. No, no, that's a command God gave. I shared with you the other day, and I think this is a, was a good uh, illustration that somebody brought up. There's a difference between being a volunteer and being a servant. Being a volunteer, I determine how and when and where I'm going to do what God asks me to do. But a servant has no control over what his master tells him to do. Folks, God, Jesus said this. He says, I have not called you uh, servants but friends. That's even closer. You're to be a, you're a, to be a servant. Jesus came to, to, seek and, and this, uh, uh, to seek and to save that which is lost. He didn't come to be ministered unto, but to minister. He came to be a servant. You and I, we're to be a servant of Jesus Christ. A doulos, a bond slave. To do what Jesus wants us to do. Not what we want to do. Our life is not about us. It's about Jesus. And what pleases Him. So we are in the imperative mode. It's a command. Grow in grace. Well, I don't want to grow today. God didn't ask you if you wanted to. God says, do it. And then the one thing, it's, there, it's in the active voice. You say, well, what's the difference with active voice? Well, the, the, uh, the subject is doing the growing. For example, in the active voice, I hit the ball. That's the active voice. I'm doing it. In the middle voice, I hit the ball to myself or for myself. In the passive voice, the ball is hit to me. Somebody is doing the work. A lot of people, they want to grow as a Christian in the passive voice. They want somebody else to do the work for them, and then they will grow. I will come and sit at church, and then I will grow. That's not not how this, this verse is set up here. He says, grow. You are the one to grow. You're the one that's to do the active part of what is required in order for you to grow as a Christian. You must do what God wants you to do. You must read your Bible. You must pray. You must go soul winning. You you say, Pastor, I, I, that, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff that 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 you're wanting me. It's not me, it's God. Joshua one eight says, "This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then shalt thou have." Uh, then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. He says, you know what? You're to meditate on the word of God. You're to do what God says. See, it's, it, Jesus talked to the disciples, as we said in John 13. Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, and he'd given them instruction on what they were to do. He says, you've seen what I've done. Happy are ye if ye, what? Do these things. There's a lot of Christians that are missing out on the joy of the Christian life because they're not doing what God says to do. All of us, if we're going to grow, we must follow what the Lord expects for us to do. If I want to be, a, if I, if God, uh, if we want God to make us a spiritual Christian, in other words, walking under the spirit, uh, control of His Spirit, Spirit, we must do what He says to do. Okay, it's just that simple. Second of all, notice something else. If we're going to grow in the Lord, there is a dying process, which much, which must take place. There's a dying process which must take place. Go to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. Matthew 16 and verse 24. See, Pastor, are that a dying process? Yes. Jesus talks about it here. Matthew 16 and verse number 24. It says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, well, we know that if we're saved, Jesus you know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So you know, I'm, people were saying or talking about this saying, I'm going to follow you. Uh, if any man will come after me, let him what? Deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself. If we don't do the first step, we won't do anything else beyond that. If we are not willing to deny ourselves, we're not going to take up our cross, and we're not going to follow Jesus. Because ourself, we have a direction, we have a desire that we want to go. In the, in the Great Commission, in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, it says that we're to, to go and teach all nations. That word teach means to make a disciple, and then baptize them, and then teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Uh, what are we to teach? We're to teach the gospel. Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again. But then the purpose, what's the purpose of being saved? That's that third part of the, of the Great Commission. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. How to live for Jesus. See, salvation is not the end of our growth. Salvation is the beginning. I find Jesus. Jesus finds. He's already. He's been looking for me, and and when we come to Him, people say, "I found Jesus." Well, you didn't realize it, but Jesus was looking for you. He was drawing you to Himself, and praise God! I'm glad that Jesus found me. Amen. You know, I was out there like a sheep wandering astray, and, and uh, but praise God, He found me, and uh, I asked Him to be my Savior. What a blessing that is! But we're to we're to teach then we're to baptize. Well, baptism is is just, ah, that's kind of if I want to. No, 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 it's a command. It's a command. Am I I willing to obey my shepherd? Am I willing to obey my shepherd? Uh, Sometimes we want to obey, but sometimes we don't want to obey. Baptism is the first step of obedience. If we're not willing to obey the Lord in the first thing he tells us to do, then we're not going to follow him in doing the other things he tells us to do. People say, well, I'm, I, you know, I really want to grow. Then the first thing you need to do once, do once you're saved is to be baptized. It's to acknowledge, and baptism is just identification with Jesus. I believe he died, he was buried, and rose again for me. I'm going to do that. It's called believer's baptism. And then to teach, to impart instruction, to instill doctrine into one. That's the idea of, of teaching. To explain or to expound a thing. That's why we come to church, so that we can have the Word of God expounded to us. Brother Patzer expounds the Word of God. He does a great job. And uh, folks, can I tell you something? Every time the Word of God is open, it's a time for you to feed on the Word of God. It's a time for you to have uh, more instruction so that you know more about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in leading a person to Christ, I fear that we miss the important part of the, the equation. When we receive Jesus as our Savior, we're no longer our own, but we belong to Jesus. We're to follow Him from that point forward. We forget the importance of the message of repentance. Jesus said in Luke thirteen three, 3, but, uh, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. That word repent means to change one's mind for better to amend with abhorrence your past sins. See, what happens, as I said this morning, people come and they want Jesus as their Savior, but they want to hold on to, they want to hold on to their old way of life. No, no, there's to be an abhorrence of the old way of life. You know, Pastor, when you get in that uh, that elevator, and sometimes they have that elevator music. So you got, how many remember The Elevator and some of those old songs that you used to listen to? Man, they, yeah, you just Can I tell you something? That's the world's music and you and I were to abhor the, world, the old way of life. See, we don't abhor sin. We try to kind of coddle it. That's why there's not revival. We want to coddle sin. It, it, abhorrence, repentance is, you know what, I'm going to get away from that. I want to stay away from it. And you know what? It's not just the rock and roll. Can I tell you something? The country western stuff is just as evil and wicked as that. You say, well, pastor, now you're now you're meddling. A- absolutely, positively. I only got a couple more times to do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks. Can I tell you? It doesn't matter what your music it music is if it's worldly and it's encouraging the wrong behavior. It's wrong. Amen. I don't care what it is. Even Christian, what they call Christian rock, which is not Christian and it's not. It's not rock. It's just rock. It has its own message. So we need to stop and we need to understand that repentance is important. Uh, first, first Thessalonians 1:9, for they talking about the church that Thessalonica, for they themselves show of us of what manner e, uh, entering in we had unto you, how that ye turned to God from idols. And then he goes on to say, to serve the living and true God. I turn to God, what? from idols? I'm not going to go out of the way anymore. I'm not going to hold on to that false religion any longer. I'm following Jesus Christ. And folks, we need to have that repentance. When we receive Jesus, we must realize that we were crucified with him. Our old way of life was dead. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Our old sinful man was crucified. Has your old sinful man been crucified? The Bible says it was. supposed to be. You're to live a new life following Jesus Christ. We cannot have a growing relationship with the Lord if we have not settled that matter in our mind. We will ever be seeking to fulfill the old fleshly desires, the evil thoughts, the greed, the selfishness, satisfying the desires of the flesh and the mind. That's what we'll be doing if we've not settled, hey, you know what? I'm going to die to those old things. There must be a daily process of dying to our old desires. Remember what Jesus said in Luke 9, 23? And he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. That word deny means to lose sight of oneself and one's interest. That's what that word means. To lose sight of oneself and one's interest. Have you died? Have you denied yourself? I submit to you today that God says, hey, you've got to deny yourself. Lose your own interests. So in other words, if I'm going to please Jesus, Jesus, what is it that you want me to do? How is it you want me to live? How do you want me to respond in this situation? What's right? What's wrong? As the old lust of our past flares up, I'm to to be dead to that. We're not to take the second look. When God says, hey, don't look at those things. Hey, don't take the second look. We're not to continue upon that which is wicked. When a man asked George Mueller, remember George Mueller was a a man who God mightily used there in England, Bristol, England. God laid upon his heart to, to feed the, the poor orphans of that particular uh, city. And there in Bristol, England, uh, they started uh, bringing orphans in and, and providing food and stuff for them. And at the close of his life, they were, they were doing over 2,000 kids a day, providing meals for them by faith. He wasn't going out and getting all these different groups to organize and, and support like they do. To, no, he just said, Lord, you're going to have to provide. And this is, what, this is what George Mueller, and God did it over and over and over every day. His book, I think it's in the bookstore, uh, The Life of George Mueller. It's, it's an encouraging book to live by faith. And this is what he said. Somebody asked him uh, what was his secret of service. He said, there was a day when I died, utterly died, died to George Mueller, his opinions, his preferences, his tastes, and will, died to the world, its approval or censure, died to the approval or blame even of my brethren and friends. And since then I have studied to show myself approved only to God. How are we going to have success in the service that we do since we learn to die? Deny ourselves? Jesus said in John twelve twenty four, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. That corn, if you would, that grain, that wheat, will abide alone unless it dies, it denies itself, it gives up itself. Then it brings forth fruit. You know, if we continue to feed our fleshly desires, we will not have a growing relationship with the Lord. You know, if that's what, where we are in living our life to please ourselves, we read it this morning in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, and this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. If we're going to fulfill the desires of our flesh, we're not going to be in fellowship with God. The Bible tells us that the love of the Father is not in us. First John chapter 2 verse 15 through 17 Love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him If you and I if we love this world and we're so focused on this world and what this world is doing and what this world has to offer us and we're living for that and we're not living for Jesus the love of the father is not in us It's not what I'm saying it's what God is saying Not only that but God becomes our enemy when we're living to fulfill the desires of our flesh and our mind and what we think and what we want to do, James 4, in verse number 4, ye adulterers uh, adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God and he that is the friend of the world uh, is the enemy of God. So if I'm, I'm, you know, I say, well, I need to grow, then you're going to have to stop loving the world. That means there's got to be a change in my life and a change in my direction changing what I'm doing. Our sin breaks fellowship as I said with God. Finally, we must determine to put the Lord first in all that we say and do. It's going to require surrender and sacrifice. Colossians 1:18. Turn over there with me. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, "And he is the head of the body, talking of Jesus, the church, who is the beginning, the first born above, uh, uh, first born above, excuse me, first born from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, the first place. If we're going to grow, Jesus must have first place in our life. See what what does that mean, Pastor? Jesus is going to have first place. That means what he wants is what I'm going to do." I'm going to ask him, God, Jesus, what do you want me to do? And you order your day. Jesus, what is it you want me to do today? What is it you want me to accomplish? Who is it you want me to talk to today? Jesus had to have first place. I'm not my own. I belong to Jesus We feed on the Word of God so that the Lord might speak to us and guide our thoughts. Colossians 3.16 Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We must determine that we will draw near to God. It's not a matter of choice. Or excuse me, it's not a matter of choice. It's a matter of determination of my will. I'm going to do this. Well, should I or should I not? That's not the option. For the Christian who wants to grow, Lord, I am going to draw close to you. I am going to do what you want. How do we do that? Well, it's by spending time seeking the Lord through prayer and Bible study. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 4.29, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if, here's a condition, if thou seek him with all thy heart, and with all thy soul. If you want to find the Lord, you can find Him if you seek Him with all your heart and all your being. How much do you really want to know the Lord? How much do you want to grow? Hit 30 percent of my life, 60 percent or 100? 30 percent I'm going to follow the Lord. 60 percent, or is it a hundred? How can we grow? We can also sing songs under the Lord. We just got done reading that, Colossians 3.16. Singing songs under the Lord. That'll draw your heart close to the Lord. That's why we have good Christian music in the bookstore. You go to some of these places that call themselves bookstore, they're nothing more than than the old world store. Folks, there's opportunity to have good Christian music. Good Christian music will help to keep your mind in the right direction. And to cleanse your life from anything that will break fellowship, with God. Finally, to praise Him for what He has done. Hebrews 13, 15. It says, By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. (coughs) Giving thanks to God for what He's done. Hey, that's how we draw close to God. George Washington, in his diary, made uh, made an interesting uh, input in his diary. He said this, Let my heart, gracious God, be so affected with your glory and majesty that I may fulfill these weighty duties which thou hast required of me. I have called upon you to pardon me of my sins. Thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ offered on the cross for me. You gave your son to die for me and have given me assurance of salvation. One of our founding fathers of our nation. So, oh, pastor, they can't do that today. Yes, they can. Amen. They can take a they can take a stand for God. We need some politicians that got a backbone to do and believe what's right. Do you want to have a close relationship with God? Hey, he wants to have one with you. But are you willing to do your part in having that relationship and growing? In the Lord, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that that's where you are today. Let's pray. Dear Father, I pray that you would help each of us today to seek and to uh, spend time meditating on this important truth here today. Lord, that you would help us to stop and to think and consider, am I growing as you desire for us to grow? Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to get the sin out of our life, Lord, help us to do our part in reading your word and praying and singing and giving thanks and all these things. Those are our things that we're supposed to do. We may not feel like it, but it's not based on feeling. It's based upon a command. Lord, we just need to do it. And Lord, I pray that today that, that you would draw each of us closer to you. Lord, I pray for those that are, that are hearing the, on the sound of my voice today. Lord, their heart would be drawn close to you. We're looking forward to Jesus coming. And Lord, I pray that when He comes, He'll find us faithful, working and laboring for you. And Lord, we'll thank You and praise You now in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you're going to just uh, have a little different invitation today. Maybe God is speaking to your heart about something, about drawing close to the Lord. Say, Pastor, there's some things I, I, I'm, I haven't been growing like I should. I know the Bible wants me to. God wants me to. He's provided all things that pertain to life and godliness. There's an opportunity for me to. Today, God's been pointing out some things that I need to accomplish in my life so that I can grow. Why not just commit those things to the Lord today? Dear Father, we just thank you for this day and for the time together. We pray for your blessing and your mercy now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God is good, isn't he? All right. Thank you so much for being here. And if we can go to the other side and do the cleanup. And uh, we appreciate that so much.